Good afternoon, everybody. It is Wednesday. It is one o'clock, and this is Chatting with Chap. And I'm your host, Ginger Wade. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Um, we are, let's see, in our second week of school, trying to get into the groove of things, trying to figure out what's going to work, what's not going to work, what needs to be changed. Um, the first few weeks, goodness, it could even take a few months till you really get your groove on and uh, know what's just going to work and what's not, or the timing of everything, and everybody, get, everybody gets back into how everything's going to work for this year, and um, like for us, we usually start a bit before co-op, so then we have a readjustment when co-op starts and all this, so for the first few weeks, it's it's a little bumpy, but you know, we're getting there, as I'm sure you guys will be too as you get started. Today, we are going to talk about how to, not how to homeschool, the fact that you can homeschool. So those of you who are my regulars who are homeschooling already and know that it's awesome and know that it works, I congratulate you for jumping in and doing it. Good job. Uh, and I encourage you, I am sure you know some people who are considering homeschooling and just can't quite decide to do it. So I encourage you veterans out there who are familiar with Chat with Chap and been watching for a while to share this particular video with newbies out there or potential newbies who aren't sure if they want to homeschool or not because I'm going to go through some things and explain how it can work. You can homeschool. Uh, and I know there's still school districts making decisions about how this year is going to look so there's still a lot of people on the fence so please Share this video with them so they can get some information and maybe have some of their fears calmed or allayed and get some information that will help them. So let's jump into it. So you can homeschool. Anyone can homeschool. So do you want to homeschool but you can't quite commit? You have your doubts, your fears, you think you lack time, money, know-how. You're not sure that you want to be with your kids all day, right? Guess what? you're not alone. You're not the only person who has thought those thoughts. Everyone experiences these emotions. Trust me. Everyone, I've talked to so many people, myself, I talk to myself, myself included. We all have these emotions. We all think these things. Even the most experienced homeschool mom who's been doing this forever, she may seem chill on the outside and know what she's doing. She has moments of concern and fear and terror on the inside about something regarding homeschooling. So don't think that your doubts and fears are unique to you. Everybody has doubts and fears about this. Um, the struggle is real. Homeschooling is a challenge and it is a big responsibility to educate someone. However, God asks us to teach our children. He asks us to educate Educate them. If you think about Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way they should go, right? We're supposed to do some training. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments I give to you this day, they are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. And later in Deuteronomy, it says something very similar. Tie them as symbols on your hands and to your foreheads. Teach them to your children. Talking about them when you sit 
when you walk, when you lie down, when you get up, write them in the door frames of your houses. That's a summary. If you want to read all the words, you can check out Deuteronomy 11 um, verses 18 to 21. So we are instructed to train our children. Plain and simple. There it is. We are given the um, instruction by God to make sure our children are educated. So that's a big responsibility. But I'm asking, are you willing to accept this responsibility? Are you willing to pick up this part of parenting uh, that is so important and vital to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation? It's going to affect them. Their education, what they learn, how they, what, what you train them to do. So the government schools, just so you know, they're not, they're not neutral. All teachers have biases and opinions. We do, obviously, as parents, we have our own opinions. But other teachers in other schools aren't free from their opinions. They don't check their opinions at the door. Their opinions are there, too. So everyone brings their opinions into their teaching. So there's no education that's neutral. Okay? All education has a bias. So I just want you to be aware of that. Uh, so if you want some information about how the public school system was set up and designed to do and how it's functioning, you want to look up Alex Newman. Um, he has some great information out there about... The public school system. So I'm not here to talk about that, but if you want to learn more, go check that out. So, and if you look back at the founding of the United States, most of the kids back then in that day were home educated. And if they weren't home educated, they were little schoolhouse educated, right? And little schoolhouses are very similar to like a pod or a co-op. There it was multiple age learning. You were learning at the level that you were ready to do. Uh, we read a book called Understood Betsy. Wonderful story. If you've never read it, I highly suggest it. But they discovered that she was a she was supposed to be in third grade. She could read at a seventh grade level, which is amazing, but she could only do math at second grade level. So that's what she did. She went into this one-room schoolhouse, and she learned at the levels that she was at because that was unique to her, and that was okay. So early on in our country, that's how our children learned. They learned where they were at. And one of the things I loved about one-room schoolhouses is they helped each other. So Betsy was really good at reading, so she helped the little ones learn how to read. But she wasn't so good at math, so one of the other kids helped her with her math. So not only did they learn where they were at, but they also learned how to teach. Mmm, good skill, good skills. So our public school system, as we know it, is actually very, very new. It's a new concept. And again, if you want to learn more about that, check, look up Alex Newman and what he has to say about the subject. So anyway, we're talking about homeschooling and whether or not you can commit to it. Uh, a lot of times... We hear a number of different reasons to not do it. The three main ones we hear are, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, and I don't have the know-how. Those are the big fears uh, that hold people back from committing to do it. So let's, we're going to tackle them. They're all linked to confidence. Once you get started, really, though, it's not as scary. And these things work themselves out as you're willing to give yourself to the process. Okay. So I'm not saying there's not going to be challenges. 
There's definitely going to be challenges. There's always challenges. We're supposed to have challenges in life. That's what makes us grow, right? It's what gets us to lean on Jesus to give. We're supposed to be lean on him for strength, right? We're supposed to be dependent on him. We as Americans love being independent, but actually we're supposed to be learning how to be completely dependent on Jesus for things. And this is no exception. So remember, as you're considering homeschool or not, no one knows your child like you do. No one cares for your child like you do. No one wants what's best for your child like you do. You have your best, your child's best interests in your heart, right? The most. I like the only person who loves them more is God, right? So you, through the challenges of homeschooling, will grow in your character, as will your children. Um, you're all going to grow together. I can tell you the outcome is incredible when you work together and grow in your character and you see your children making awesome choices as they get older because you took the time to train them. It's awesome. So let's go through these three main objections. We got time first, right? I lack time. Uh, you might say, I don't have eight hours a day per child to school children. I have more than one child. Even if I only have one child, I can't do eight hours a day. It's just, I just can't do it. Well, guess what? You don't need eight hours a day to do school. Now, the government school days are that long or six hours or whatever they are. I'm actually not even sure because there's so many interruptions and gaps. If you think about it, I think back to high school. I went in, you had homeroom, you sit around for a while there and then you have announcements and then you go to your first class and you get everyone settled down and that takes a few minutes and then you do your thing and then the bell rings and you go and that takes a few minutes to go to your next class and then you got to settle down in that class. If you add up all those bits and pieces of reshuffling around and settling down and getting ready and doing this and doing that, that's a good chunk of a school day. And with little ones, it's extra hard to get them refocused once they're out and about moving from thing to thing. So... There's also busy work. There's a lot of busy work. You know, my husband got lots of busy work homework when he was growing up. Um, just wasted time and interruption there. So when you take those things out, obviously you're not shifting from classroom to classroom at home unless you really want to move from room to room. It's up to you. Um, you just take all that out and you can stay focused and just kind of pop through things. Uh, the cool thing about homeschool that doesn't really happen in a government school is that your subjects overlap. Okay, so like this year, my history, like especially if you use something like Knotgrass, but I'm not even using Knotgrass in this works. We're doing unit study history, and it has a lot of little writing assignments in it. Well, guess what? That's English. That's composition, right? You're doing writing, so you're doing your history and you're writing at the same time. Or um, science is thrown into unit studies sometimes. So, like, you're doing multiple subjects at once. Art might be thrown in there to, to history, if you, especially if you're doing laptops and unit studies and things like that. Um, even science, if you're creating something for science, that could be considered art. Why not? You know, we've seen <laughs> sculptures out there around. Why not call a science project art, you know? You're creating, you're thinking. So that is a one way to chop down on time, too. Um, as your children get older, they learn to be more responsible and do school on their own. So we have a portion of our school that's like group together, read aloud time, and we have individual work because it's based on age um, and their skill level. So when the kids are getting older, they learn how to do their individual work by themselves. 
And like I have a senior this year, I'm pretty much largely disengaged from what he's doing because he's teaching himself from the books. He's taking college classes. He's doing things online. So as your children get older, yes, when they are young, oh, you're sitting right by them and helping them through every moment. That is time consuming. However, as you get older children, they do take the burden on themselves. And then you are checking and correcting things, which doesn't take nearly as long as sitting beside them through the entire lesson, right? So uh, that reduces the time needed. So you can do multiple children at once. That's how that works. Uh, and homeschooling can be more efficient. You don't have to do as much work. If you get the concept in three or four problems, don't do 20. You know what I mean? So, and, and since it's a small group, it's just you and your kids, you can assess that. You have time to assess that. Uh, they can't do that in classrooms because they got to keep everybody occupied while the ones who need more time have the time to do their stuff. The kids who don't need that time are sitting there getting in trouble <laughs> because they don't, they're bored. So you don't have that in homeschool. So... There you go. If you think you have a lack of time, there's a whole bunch of reasons why the time schedule for homeschooling is absolutely different than it is a government school. You can do it at night. You can do it on the weekend. You do not need eight hours a day to do your schoolwork unless you pile that much work on. And that's up to you. Your choice. Okay, the second reason that we hear a lot to not do it is it's too expensive. I don't have the money to homeschool. I can't possibly. I can't possibly afford it. Okay, homeschooling is a lifestyle choice. You can choose to live on one income. You make that work. You choose different things. You don't have the cable. You don't take the fancy vacation. You don't have fancy cars. You don't got a fancy house. You don't have the super brand newest phone and whatever it else is that's out there. It's a lifestyle change. You find ways to cut quarters. You go shopping at the, you know, community aid or Aldi or you volunteer at Blessings of Hope and, and shop there. It's, it's just you make choices to make it work. Okay, so there, that's that's one way. If you absolutely don't want to do one income, you have two separate jobs, um, then money probably isn't. It's more the time things. That would be more the thing um, with with uh, managing your time. If money is an issue, you can. There are places to apply for grants. We have the Chat Foundation where we grant. Um, we give grants out to folks who have some kind of struggle, like people who have had fires or people last year we gave grants to folks who were struggling because they couldn't work because everything was shut down. Um, financial stress like that. There are other places other than the Chat Foundation, I know HSLDA does them too, where you can apply and get support that way. And you can share that with people, let people know about the Chat Foundation. You can find it out here on our webpage I'm going to pop it up there. If you go to chaponline.com and look around, you'll be able to find our um, to apply for a grant. Other thing is, you know there's free curriculum out there. It doesn't have to cost you anything. Uh, probably one of the most famous is the Easy Peasy Homeschool. That's allinonehomeschool.com. Absolutely free, K through 12. The whole shebang. It's right there. It's curriculum that a mom wrote for her kids and decided to share with the world for free. Isn't that nice? <laughs> it's really nice. And it's quality. Okay, another place you can go is called homeschoolingonashoestring.com. 
That's homeschoolingonashoestring.com. It's one big word. This was big when I first got started many years ago. It is still out there. It's just options and opportunities for people who who don't have a lot of money to put into homeschooling. You don't got the time. Go check it out. There's lots of options there that will help you out. Okay, the third biggest fear or objection we hear to homeschooling is know-how. I just, I don't know how to do it. I'm not smart enough. I don't know where to start. What if I miss something? I might teach it wrong or whatever. Um, So let me just explain that everybody has gaps. Everyone. Not every homeschooler. Everyone. Public school does not get all the spots. Charter school, private school, Christian school, Catholic school. No school gets everything about every subject. Someone has a gap. Everybody has a gap somewhere. Okay? And there could be some, with these gaps, it might not ever be an issue. It might not ever come up. But if it does, if your child is on their life journey and they're like, oh, I never learned that. Well, then guess what? They learn it then. They learn it when they need it. If you're teaching in your children, if you're instilling in your children a love of learning or a know-how, they don't even necessarily need to love learning, but they need to know how to learn or how they learn best. They can learn whatever they need to learn when they need to learn it. So like I have a friend who wants to use car lot, decided, well, I'm going to get into um, the mechanics. I'm going to get into fixing cars too to support my business. He taught himself how to be a mechanic. YouTube stuff and whatever, and trained himself that way. I mean, yeah, grown man, okay? He had a gap. He filled the gap and taught himself, and now he's got a thriving business. It's possible, okay? You just have to have the the know-how and the will to do it. So um, we learn when we need it. So if you have a gap, you're going to learn when you got to learn. So life equals learning. You're going to be learning throughout your whole life. And that's something that you have to accept as a parent for yourself and you have to train your kids. You don't stop learning once you're 18 or once you're 22 or 21 and out of college. You're constantly learning. I'm constantly learning. I've learned so much this past year. It's all about learning. So another thing about know-how, you can ask around. Network with other homeschoolers. Homeschoolers love to share. How about it, you guys, veterans out there who are watching? Raise your hand. I love to share. Me. Like, I'll share my story. People love to share. They like to share what doesn't work. They like to share what does work. They like to give suggestions of other people that they know who something worked for. It's like this whole big sharing community. If you've been out on Facebook and you've looked in groups, people love to share. So um, if if you absolutely know no one around you who homeschools, Get on Facebook, search for homeschooling groups in your area, or get on one of the big groups for the state and say, hey, I'm in this area. Does anyone live near me that I can meet with and talk about this stuff? People are out there. They are very happy to help. Uh, You just have to, to, you know, people aren't going to come to you and say, hey, do you want to homeschool? Do you need networking help? You need to make the step to go go find people and go do it. Ask your questions. Don't keep your questions inside. Don't think that as a, was it, what is the thing? No question is a dumb question. <laughs> if you have a question, you need it answered. Find someone that you can answer your question, you can ask your question to. The next thing I'm going to share, if you follow my link that I'm posting here, chaponline.com. Read, read, read. 
go to chaponline.com, read all about CHAP, go to homeschoolpennsylvania.org, read all about the law, read and watch all about homeschooling, go to all of our chat with CHAP videos and listen to them. Mama, get some education. Go out there and find out everything you can find out about homeschooling. When you learn about it, it's not as scary. When you talk to people who have done it, it's not as scary. You can learn how to do it. Listen to speakers. Uh, AllianceRecordings.com. I've talked about Alliance Recordings before. That is a place where all of CHAP's convention talks are held. So you can go there and you can download talks about any, all kinds of subjects. It could be encouragement. It could be how-to videos on how to do a specific subject. Parenting. Marriage. Uh, there are so many subjects out there. AllianceRecordings.com. If you like listening to things, you're an audiobook kind of a person, go out there and get some learning from all the homeschool speakers that are out there. There's so much help and knowledge out there to give you the know-how. And also... Learn with your kids. If you're not sure how to teach or you're not sure how to what what the history is, what you should learn pick something and learn with them. So I'm helping someone right now who who isn't fluent in English and wants to homeschool. She's gonna learn right well along with her kids, right? Because on our affidavit it says you gotta teach in English. So they're gonna do it together. Learn together, and you're just going to grow and be better because you're learning with your children. It's going to be an awesome experience. So those are the three majors. We do have other objections that we hear. When I say we, I'm talking about us here at CHAP, um, those of us who volunteer with homeschooling in different areas. That's who the we is. So I'm not patient enough. I'm not patient enough to homeschool. I can't possibly do that. Well, guess what? Every single mom on the whole planet can say that. Um, God gives you what you need when you need it. Okay, and if you fail, and you're gonna, that gives you the opportunity to make it right by repenting, asking forgiveness, growing in your character, and what happens in that situation uh, when you blow up and get angry or whatever it is, whatever it looks like, when you grow from it and learn from it, you are showing your kids how to deal with failure, and that is one of the biggest lessons you can show your kids show your kids. Teach them to not be afraid to fail, to not be afraid to try, to expect to fail even. But then how do, how do you deal with that? How do you move forward with that? If you've done something you need to apologize for, you do it. You show them how to be humble and to move forward from that. So yeah, Patience is a, is a challenging thing, but God, it's a its a fruit of the Spirit. He wants us to develop it. If you don't have patience, you should be developing it, right? It's part of the deal, and you can't develop it unless you're put into those situations where you need it, right? Don't we pray for, oh, God, give me patience. Well, guess what? He puts you in a situation that requires patience. <laughs> you get what you asked for. So you're not going to magically have patience if you're not put into those situations where you need it. Okay. Um, also, there's no such thing as perfection. Believe it. Teach your children it. You know, you're not going to be perfectly patient. Even if you are a patient person, there's going to be time, sometime, someday, where everything's aligned up and you're just going to be like, ah, you know, no one's perfect. And we all need to learn how to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. 
right? And to build back from the failure. So that's important. Another objection is my kids drive me crazy. We have a personality clash. I couldn't possibly stand being in the house with them all day. Okay, well, God gave you your children. God instructed you to educate them. So I'm thinking there, it's not easy, especially with strong-willed kids. I've got them. So it's not like I have all easy children. I've got them. And sometimes it is really frustrating. However, God gave you these children. And if, if you're concerned because, oh, my kids have such an attitude and if I bring them home, you know, well, you know what happens when you bring kids home so many times? Things change. Their personality changes. They become more secure. They become more open. They become more at ease, less stressed. And that's going to change how they function day to day. So, you know, bring them home. Help them to deal with the stress that they've been deal with, dealing with in the situations that they're at. And work through these together. Build relationship. Maybe the reason you don't do well together is because you don't spend a lot of time together. But you got to learn how to spend time together and how to make that work. Yeah, sometimes it's bumpy. A lot of personalities, a lot of relationships. You got to work through it all. But that's why God put us here. He wants us to build relationship. Right? He wants us to be together. He doesn't want us to be by ourselves. So, um, and as you work hard to grow with them, they will see that. They will see that you're working hard to nurture them. And that you're not going to just drop them, right? And you're just not going to, oh, whatever. Okay? Because you care for them. Uh, the other one that we still hear is socialization. I just want to say, really, like, why is this even still a question? First of all, there's healthy and unhealthy socialization. Being stuck together with a whole bunch of people that are your age and don't have any greater wisdom than you do all day long is not really healthy socialization. Okay? Healthy socialization is being around people of varying ages so that you can help those that are younger than you and learn from those that are older than you. You can look people in the eye and have a conversation. Uh, you can respectfully disagree with people. You can share your points of view clearly. Okay, these are good socialization things. As far as being around people in order to do that, obviously, you have a large family. If you have a large family, there's lots of opportunity for socialization right in your house. <laughs> but a lot of us are doing church. We're doing sports. We're doing music. We're doing whatever activity is going on in the community that, that weekend. Most of us, if we really look at it, are too busy and are getting too much socialization. Okay, a lot of us just need some downtime to heal and rest and breathe. And being bored is just fine. If you're afraid about not going to get this, do the stuff because your kids might be bored, well, good. They can use their imagination. Okay, there's so many opportunities for socialization. Don't let that keep you from homeschooling. Okay, get over the FOMO, which is fear of missing out. Okay, we are too busy as a society. You're going to miss out. It's okay. It's okay. There will be a tomorrow. Okay? So, don't worry about the socialization thing. It's going to be cool. Okay, so, and and just so you know, like, homeschool isn't like, ah, it's like no routine. Because people like their routine. We get up. We get everybody breakfast. You get on the bus. You go to school. 
either come back and whatever. Homeschool has a routine too. It's not just free for all land all the time. Some people, well, you can structure it however you want. Uh, we have a routine. We definitely have a routine. You get into the routine. People like the routine, so they don't want to have it be a free for all all the time. So um, that's good to know that people actually enjoy the routine. If you've been listening and you're saying, yeah, but I'm a single mom, this isn't going to work for me. I did talk to some single moms uh, to get some pointers from them um, because I'm not a single mom and I don't know how homeschool works as a, for a single mom necessarily. But my single mom friend said, if you're committed to doing homeschool, it will work. If you want to do it, you will make it happen. Uh, she said there's a there's a number of things. You, you Basically, you got to think outside the box. You're going to have to do things differently than everybody else. Okay? You might have to do school at night, on the weekends, which is going to require some adjusting. Everyone's going to have to adjust. It's okay. You don't have to try and keep things exactly the way they are for, for public school. They shouldn't be. Homeschool should look different. Nights and weekends, ask people for help. You know, people that you trust that will support you, say, I'm going to do this thing. Can you help me? And people will. People will help you, okay? Uh, make instructional videos for your kids the night before. So if you're going to be going out to work, you have older kids that can stay home, but they need a little instruction from you, make a little video, tell them what to do the next day, and then the next day the kids can watch it and they can work on stuff while you're away. Or you can find work that fits your situation. School bus drivers, oh my word. Do school districts need school bus drivers right now? Around us, I saw a school bus driver job for $19 an hour plus a $1,500 sign-on bonus. Like, that's insane. So that's morning and a little bit in the afternoon. You got all kinds of time in there to do homeschool. That would be great for a single homeschooling mom. Or work from home. There's lots of work from home options. Okay. There's cheap and free curriculum. So as far as it being costly to you and your small income, I just gave some suggestions earlier, homeschooling on a shoestring.com and allinonehomeschool.com. Check them out. You can get stuff from the library, from friends, for free. You don't have to pay anything for curriculum. Or do it very cheaply. Print stuff from online. Um, and use your imagination. Just think outside the box. If you want to homeschool, you can make it happen. This can be a thing that you can do. So, rounding it up here. Be encouraged, those of you who want to homeschool but can't quite jump in. Be encouraged. You can do it. There are homeschooling conferences out there. All the talks I talked about earlier at AllianceRecordings.com. Go read, chat online. Go watch all the other chat my chat videos at, um, at Christian Homeschool PA on Facebook. Uh, find support. Find your peeps. Don't go it alone. So I wanted to read to you John 14. It says, um, The Counselor of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. God wants you to be with your kids and educate your kids. Do not be afraid to do it. Do not be afraid to do it. He will give you peace. Jesus will give you peace.
So jump on in. Contact us if you have some questions. Find some peeps near you that can help you out. I'm reading, I'm rereading this book, Homeschool Super Mom Not by Susan Kemmerer. Amazing. I read it um, 11 years ago and I'm reading it again. It is chock full of scriptures and just really excellent. You don't have to be a rock star to do this encouragement. I'm telling you. Look it up. It's super encouraging. Susan Kimmerer is awesome. Lots of kids. I think she's in her, according to this book, she's in maybe her second last year of homeschooling. So um, you can do it. There's support out there. He's called you to it. He will see you through it. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it's a cakewalk. But we are not meant to live a life of ease. Your character grows through challenge. Okay? Growth comes from adversity. You can do this. You can do this. Make the choice to do it. Reach out to us if you need to find some local people. Get on Facebook. Put the feelers out there, out there, um, out there wherever you go to find people that homeschool. We'll do what we can to connect you with people if you're looking for um, a way to connect. You can always search for groups at chaponline.com and uh, look good on uh Facebook groups out there and ask around for people who live where you are if you don't know of any other homeschoolers. But you can do this. You can. You can. I know you can. So, veterans out there, if you're watching this video, please share it with those that you know are considering homeschooling but can't quite do it because of some fears and some concerns. This video covered those things. So, go ahead, share it around. We want to encourage people to, to uh, give homeschooling a try. I keep telling people you will not regret it. You will not regret being home with your kids. So have a great rest of the week. I will see you next week. We're going to have our Q&A day next week. I do have some questions I need to answer in our email. <clears throat> so go ahead and send us in some questions at staff at chaponline.com, or you can post them here below on this video, or you can send it to us on our contact form at chaponline.com. All right. Have a great week. Take care, everybody, and enjoy your new year. Bye.